This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com It's a very common thing that when people come and sit down and start discussing their marriage, they sit down and they lay out maybe 10, 20, 30 things which are bothering them within the relationship. But ultimately when you sit down and you dissect it, you find that it really comes down to one or two or three Nuggets. I had a woman recently who called me up and she said to me, my marriage is a disaster, disaster. And I said, let me hear about it. And she said, I have this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. She said, I have like 30 things that have to be tackled. And I said, actually, you really only have one thing. One thing. And if you can rectify this one thing, which is manifesting itself in 30 different ways, then you're going to see your marriage is going to change overnight. And she started implementing this one thing she was specifically targeting. Overnight, her marriage just started transforming. There's a common problem or common thing that people run into. So I'll paint a scenario. You have a woman, she turns to her husband, he's leaving his office, he has a thousand things going on. And she says, Yankel, could you please do me a favor? On your way home, I want you to buy me a dozen eggs. I'm making supper, I'm making something for, for Shevel Brachas. Can you buy me a dozen eggs? So Yanka's like, yeah, for sure, no problem. He comes in the door like half hour later, 45 minutes later, and she's like, hey Yanka, how are you? Where are the eggs? And he's like, eggs, eggs. Oh, alright. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. One second. I'll just run out and go get the eggs. And the wife gets like really upset. Really upset. Like, how did you forget the eggs? I told you to get the eggs. Why Why didn't you get the eggs? And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I'll run out. I'll go get the eggs. Like, relax. And she gets really upset. And she's like, forget the eggs. Or she's like, yeah, go get the eggs. I need the eggs. She gets really, really, really mad. And a man has like a hard time understanding. Like, like relax. It's just eggs. I'll go get the eggs. I'll go get them. Or a woman will say, go get cucumbers. And he'll come back and he'll get something. I'll get peppers. Like, oh, I thought you said peppers. No, I don't need peppers. I'm making something that needs cucumbers. What are you getting me peppers for? And the guy's like, relax. It's peppers. It's cucumbers. It's a dollar fifty each way. Like, who cares? What are you getting so upset about? Something that costs so little money. So there's a yisait. The yisait is that, and this is the real problem is why is it that trivial things in our relationship seem to make a bigger splash than we want them to? Why is that? So there's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says that when Yosef is in Mitzrayim, he reveals himself to his brothers. And the brothers come back up to Eretz Yisrael, and they turn to Yaakov and they say to Yaakov, they turn to Yaakov and they say to him, Yosef chai. Yosef, is still alive. And not only is he alive, but he's actually ruling over Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk says, Yaakov said, what are you, crazy? It doesn't make any sense. He didn't believe them. He didn't believe them. That's what the Pasuk the same Pasuk. They say, Yosef is alive. He's even ruling in Mitzrayim. It doesn't make any sense. So Revelyan, he says, why didn't Yaakov believe them? He, he should have been very excited. He said, really? Yeah, let me hear. He says, the way that we have to understand this Pasuk is as follows. He says, the brothers came and said to Yaakov two things. And the two things in Yaakov's mind were contradictory. They said to him, Oid Yosef Chai. 
Oid Yosef Chai to Yaakov meant you the God of Hadar, you the Bechir Sheba Avais, the chosen one, the chosen one amongst the Avais. Your your apple of your eye, Yosef, is still alive. And Yaakov said, what that means to me is that he's a Shemer Torah Mitzvah. It means to me that he's somebody who's, who, who was able to be Kavish as Yetzer. It means to me that my son Yosef, the one who I know, is, is, is the one who's my, my, my Chavivai, my beloved son, is alive. In his purest form of Yosef. But then you told me that he's ruling over Mitzrayim. And it's impossible for me to believe that I could have a son who's going to be a Shemer Torah Mitzvah living and ruling in Mitzrayim. It just, those two, those two things don't make any sense. So, He said, you're telling me my son is a tzaddik, he's alive, he's Jewish, he's righteous, he's, he's doing all the things he's supposed to do the way I raised him. But at the same time, you're telling me he's in Mitzrayim. How does that make any sense? So the Pasuk says, Vayidabru Elav called Ivra Yosef. They said, they started repeating over the whole story and all the things that Yosef said. Vayar Ezhaagalais. And then he sees the wagons. And the wagons was a message. And here's the message that Yosef sent to his father. Dear Daddy, I know that you are concerned that you have not seen me in 22 years. And in these 22 years, you're concerned have I been reviewing my learning? Have I had a connection to Hashem? Have I been kaivish my yetzer? And I want you to know something, Daddy. That for the last 22 years, I have not stopped thinking about you. And right now at the moment that you're finding out that I'm alive, and all of these doubts are flying through your mind, you should know, here are the agalas to prove to you that I am thinking about you that I am constantly thinking about you and yearning for our relationship to grow even further. And only once Yaakov sees these agalais, Vatechi Ruach Yaakov Avihem, Yaakov was happy. He was happy. He was settled. He was content. He was content with the knowledge that his son Yosef was thinking about him. That is one of the most critical elements in a relationship. When I was a child, I remember hearing the story of, of a Rebbe who has a chassid who comes to him and says, Rebbe, Rebbe, I'm going very far land. I have to go do business there for a few months. Give me a bracha, Rebbe, that I should be matzliach. And the Rebbe says, I'll give you a big bracha, you should be matzliach, have parnasa, berevach, everything should be wonderful. He says, but I just have one request from you if you don't mind. He says, in the land that you're going, they have specific cigars, spe- special tobacco I want you to buy me. And when you're there, if you don't mind, remember, before you come back, you should buy it for me. But don't buy it when you get there. Buy it when right before you come back, so it's going to be nice and fresh, so I could smoke a good, fresh cigar from this and this place. And the, the chazit says, Rebbe, sure for you, no problem. And he goes to this land, and he's there for three, four months, and then he comes back to his Rebbe. And he comes into his Rebbe for bracha. And he says, Rebbe, I'm here. I came back from my business. Baruch Hashem, so much. Thank you so much. And the Rebbe says, Oh, Baruch Hashem. Do you have my cigars? And the Chassid says, Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Rebbe, I'm so sorry. You don't understand. Things were so busy. They were so hectic. I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot the cigars. 
But don't worry, I'm going to run, I'm going to, I'm going to send somebody, I'm going to make sure you get your cigars. I'm so sorry, I really apologize. And the Rebbe turns to his chassid and he says to him, you don't understand. He says, I don't smoke cigars. I don't know what to do with tobacco. These things are completely non-important to me. But you, my chassid, are going away from me for three, four, five months. What's going to be on your mind during those three, four, five months? What has to be on your mind during the, that time is your, your shtetl, your base medrash, your chavrusa, your rebbe, your kihila. That's what has to be on your mind. So I tried to plant the seed. The seed is that in your mind constantly, you have to review for yourself. I have to remember my Rebbe and bring back the cigars for him. I have to remember my Rebbe and bring back the cigars for him. And the fact that you forgot the cigars, I don't care about the cigars. But what it shows me is that you really were not thinking about me. That idea is so powerful. It's not just a dollar fifty. It's the idea that a relationship is built on the premise that you're thinking of the other person. The Chassam Seifer, one of the greatest Paiskim of the last 500 years. The Chassam Seifer was, was a bucky. He knew everything. And the story goes that at the, at the later years of his life, the Chassam Seifer is met by one of his friends from when they were in Yeshiva together as children. And the Chassam Seifer turns to his friend and he says, Rib Shleim Shalom Aleichem, how are you? And Rib Shleim says, amazing, how are you? And he says, Baruch Hashem. And Rib Shleim says, I have a question for you. We were in yeshiva together. We grew up together. We were on the same level growing up. How is it possible that I became a wagon driver and you became the Gadol Hadar, the, the Chassam Seifer, the, somebody that everybody knows across the whole world? How is it possible that our paths went in such different directions. The Chassam Sefer turned to him and said to him, Do you remember when we were about five years old that there was a fire in the village? And the man said, Yeah, I do. Because in those days when there was a fire, it was a major, major event. And the Chassam Sefer said to him, Do you remember how everyone in the village started running and panicking and how it started by Yossel the Shoemaker's barn, how the, how the cow knocked something over and it caught on fire. And he says, yeah, yeah, I remember that fire. He says, and you remember how everyone ran down to the river and they formed the fire line and they started passing buckets of water back and forth. He says, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. Says, and do you remember how it spread from house to house to house and how 13 people lost their homes? He says, yeah, I remember, I remember. Says, and do you remember how, how, how everyone said, even if it was Shabbos, it could be Machal Shabbos to save people's life? He says, yeah, I remember, I remember. He says, and do you remember how a few people got injured? And he says, yeah, I remember, but what's the point of all this story? He says, because that's how I remember every single Rashi. And that's how I remember every single Taisus. And that's how I remember every single Rishon. Because the fire is important, so you remember it. And a Rashi is important, so I remember it. Relationships are built on the premise that you think about the other person. Because the other person is important. You internalize what the person needs and you give that to the other person. That idea is called Kesha. And that is the foundation of our relationships. A wife is not upset because of the eggs or the onions or the cucumbers or the peppers. She's not upset because she knows you could go out again. She's upset because you're, you're showing her. 
You are not important to me. And one of the key ingredients in a relationship is showing the other person, I am thinking about you. I am thinking about how well you're doing. I am thinking about what I can do for you. And it might be as simple, as simple, as a trinket from a store, as, as a gumball, just to say, I was thinking about you today, and I know that you like this. You pick up her favorite food or favorite iced coffee, you get him something that's so minuscule, because the smallest things go such a long way, because they're not small at all. What they're telling the other person is that you are important, and that is one of the most important ingredients in a successful relationship. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.